Welcome to the Angus Beef Bulletin audio, a hands-free extension of the Angus Beef Bulletin. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Shauna Hermel, editor of the Angus Beef Bulletin. These are the three new marketing articles in the December 20th edition of The Extra. You can find them online at angusbeefbulletin.com extra. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future content, let us know. You can email us at abbeditorial at angus.org. Let's get started. Our first article was written by Peyton Schmidt, a communication specialist for the American Angus Association. It's titled, Grow Trust, Demand, with a deck, Consumer Perspectives panel explores new avenues for CAB to meet consumer expectations. It's no secret that today's consumer expects more than ever before. A panel of beef industry experts agreed. Cattlemen are already doing plenty of things right. The challenge, they said, is connecting consumers with ranchers, so they are both reassured. During the 2022 Angus Convention, beef industry experts discuss ways producers can meet rising expectations. The Consumer Perspectives Panel, sponsored by Zoetis, was moderated by Nicole Ersig, Certified Angus Beef Director of Communications, and included Danette Amstein, Maiden Marketing, Abram Babcock of Adams Land and Cattle, Jonathan Perry, Deer Valley Farms, and Chairman of the CAB Board of Directors, and Jessica Willingham of Cisco Foods. It's our job as producers to make certain that we keep that one key thing we have always had, consumer confidence, Perry said. We cannot afford to lose that. When it comes to maintaining that confidence, Marketing is everything, Amstein said, stressing the importance of providing relatable and easily understood information. I would caution us on the production side. We like to use big words to describe what we do, Amstein said. As consumers have gotten further and further away from the farm and from understanding where their food comes from, that's why we need the certified Angus beef brand. That's why we need others in marketing to help be the conduit, the translator, if you will, to the consumer. The panel highlighted how farmers and ranchers have been prioritizing sustainability for a long time and now have the opportunity to share that commitment with consumers. Panelists with experience raising cattle, Perry and Babcock, agreed that if ranchers aren't sustainable, they aren't profitable. We boil sustainability down to It's all about continuous improvement, Babcock said. It's all about every day, how do we wake up and get better? Amstein said although sustainability might make beef producers think of things like preserving water quality and grasslands, consumers are primarily focused on animal welfare. Programs like Beef Quality Assurance help consumers feel comfortable about the beef on their dinner table. We know we're taking care of animals for all the right reasons, Amstein said, but for the consumer, they want to make sure the mama cow is cared for and the calf is cared for. Willingham said it's through collaboration across the industry, from cattlemen to those in marketing and sales, that consumers will feel reassured. With combined efforts focused on transparency and openly sharing production practices, 
Trust can flourish. I think sometimes it's intimidating, and sometimes you worry what other people are going to think, Willingham said. I think we've just got to partner up. We can't do it alone, and we've all got to tell the story. The panel agreed those in production agriculture have a great story to tell, but they may not know what to say or how to say it. They encourage cattlemen to take small steps toward being rewarded for things they are already doing. Opportunities like getting BQA certified or capturing metrics to illustrate efficiency and progress all describe the hard work already being done. From generation to generation, we've proven we can make the land produce more. We can make cattle produce more, Perry said. We spend our time and our efforts producing it, raising it, making it great, and our last thought is communication and marketing. That happens to a lot of us. We've got to get out and tell our story. The Angus Convention was hosted November 4th through the 7th in Salt Lake City, Utah. For more news about Angus Convention, please visit www.angus.org. In our second article here on the marketing page, Troy Marshall, Director of Commercial Industrial Relations for the American Angus Association, says there's no bull here. If you have invested in bull power, you should get paid for it. I have always believed no single factor has a bigger effect on the profitability of an operation than the operation's bull power, says Marshall. We've all heard animal breeders tell us that 85% to 90% of the genetic improvement observed in a beef herd is a direct result of sire selection. While this is certainly true, your bull power has ramifications that go beyond genetics. It tends to play a big role in marketing, and it is a pretty good indicator of management as well. For clarity purposes, I do want to make the point that while purchase power and bull power tend to be highly correlated, it is not a perfect relationship. I've seen some good genetics sell relatively cheap and some poor genetics sell high. Creating bull power goes beyond purchase price. It is about having an objective and a target that is clearly defined within the constraints of your environment and your marketing plan. Bull power is measured by how closely the bulls you are using align with those objectives. In today's market, where we are experiencing record high input cost with record high price premiums for high quality cattle, genetics have never been more important. It is exciting to see the changes we can now make in the three big selection buckets of a breeding program, reproductive efficiency, production efficiency, and product composition. But there is a component of bull power that has an even greater effect on profitability than any of these three, and we don't spend much time talking about it. Most would call it uniformity or consistency. I think predictability might be a better descriptor. Predictability, or consistency, is what enables those who purchase your cattle to manage them appropriately. Uniformity is the greatest risk management tool we have available to us. While management plays a role, length of the calving season, etc., the consistency of the bull battery and your bull selection are the drivers. Science has given us some amazing tools to make better selection decisions. 
Most producers with defined targets and goals have a pretty narrow range of acceptable expected progeny differences, or EPDs, for the economically related traits for which they are selecting. Indexes do a lot of the initial work for us, but the tricky part is that as the science has gotten better, the art of breeding better cattle has become more important. Indexes get us to the right outcome, but there are a lot of ways of getting there, and they aren't all equal. Cattlemen must determine not only the goals, but the path they want to take to get there. Most progressive and successful cattlemen fully understand how important bull power is, and they have made a substantial investment in both time and money to create the best bull battery they can. Unfortunately, while they see their bulls as a key genetic input, which they are, they forget that this should make them the centerpiece of their own marketing program. The commercial cow-calf and seed stock industries have long known the value of genetics, but appreciation for the effect of genetics on profitability is exploding among cattle feeders and supply chains. The problem to, in conveying the message of one's bull power to the broader marketplace is that we had no way of doing that in an objective, reliable way. Reputation is a great thing, but one's reputation tends to have limited reach. The only people who truly have confidence in your reputation are those who have owned your cattle and who know how they have performed. The Angus Genetic Merit Scorecard was created to fill this void to offer commercial cattlemen the ability to provide an objective, reliable way of describing the genetic merit of a pen of feeder cattle based on the bull power that the operation has utilized. If you've invested in your bull power, you should get paid for it. Genetics have a huge effect on your operation's profitability. It simply makes sense to leverage bull power beyond the ranch gate. In our final article on the marketing page, Joe Shuley, Vice President of Communications for the U.S. Meat Export Federation, provides an update on beef exports. Beef exports already top $10 billion. October beef export value equated to $424.82 per head of fed slaughter. October beef exports totaled 125,466 metric tons, up 8% from a year ago. Export value was $929.8 million, down 3% from the large total reported in October 2021. In the first 10 months of 2022, beef export value increased 18% from last year's record pace to reach $10.05 billion topping $10 billion in a single year for only the second time. January to October export volume was 1.25 million metric ton, up 4% from a year ago. U.S. Meat Export Federation President and CEO Dan Hallstrom said, The October results were remarkable considering the headwinds facing U.S. beef, especially in our large Asian markets. Key currencies such as the Japanese yen and the Korean won, had sunk to their lowest levels in decades versus the U.S. dollar, which obviously affected importers' buying power. COVID lockdowns in China were also a concerning factor, especially for buyers in the food service sector. 
But despite all that, U.S. beef still performed very well in Asia and achieved solid growth in North America and the Middle East. With some recent improvement in exchange rates, beef exports are well positioned to surpass last year's records, he said. Demand for U.S. beef in China, Hong Kong, remained resilient in October, increasing significantly from a year ago despite China's COVID-related travel restrictions and periodic lockdowns in several major metropolitan areas. China, Hong Kong, was the leading destination for U.S. beef in October at 26,170 metric ton, up 21% from a year ago, while value climbed 19% to $240.8 million. January to October exports to the region increased 23% to 243, 198 metric tons, while value was up 32% to $2.23 billion. China, Hong Kong is now the second highest value destination for U.S. beef, trailing only South Korea. It is the third largest volume market behind Japan and Korea, trailing Korea by less than 1,000 metric ton. Despite a very weak month for the Korean won, October beef export volume to Korea increased 10% from a year ago to 24,183 metric ton. However, export value definitely reflected the exchange rate pinch, declining 6% to $199.4 million. Through October, Exports to Korea were 4% above last year's record pace at 244,052 metric ton, while value was 20% higher at $2.32 billion, just short of the full-year record of $2.38 billion reached in 2021. While the won has strengthened to some degree since October, the economic situation in Korea remains fragile, During the last week of November and into December, Korean businesses have dealt with a nationwide trucker strike that has slowed cargo movement and created significant supply chain disruptions. October beef exports followed a similar pattern in Japan, where the yen was also in a deep slump, versus U.S. dollar. Shipments to Japan totaled 23,600 metric ton, up slightly from a year ago, but export value sank 18% to $163.4 million. Beef variety meat exports, mainly tongues and skirts, which had declined sharply in August and September, rebounded to 4,492 metric ton, up 12%, but remained lower than a year ago in value, $40.9 billion, down 12%. Despite a significant decline in 2022 export volume, 46,141 metric ton through October, down 13%, Japan is still the leading value destination for U.S. beef variety meat exports at $462 million, an increase of 19% over last year's record pace. Through October, beef and beef variety meat exports to Japan told 260 1,318 metric ton, down 4% from a year ago, while export value increased 5% to just more than $2 billion. 
October beef export value equated to $424.82 per head of fed slaughter, down 3% from a year ago, but the January to October average was still up 17% at $459.50. Exports accounted for 15.3% of total October beef production and 13.1% for muscle cuts only, up from 14.3% and 12.4% respectively in October 2021. The January-October ratios were a record high at 15.4% and 13.12%. These were up from 15% and 12.8% respectively a year ago. Complete January through October export results for U.S. pork, beef, and lamb are available from USMEF Statistics webpage. You can find that at www.usmef.org slash news hyphen statistics slash statistics slash. That wraps up the three articles that are on the December 20th marketing page. We hope you enjoyed being able to listen with your hands free. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at abbeditorial at angus.org. You can find all of our articles on angusbeefbulletin.com forward slash extra. Thanks and have a great day.